Hello, Pittsburgh Steeler fans, and welcome to the episode of Pittsburgh, a voice from across the pond. I'm Erin, the Macamienza, and I welcome you wherever you're listening to Steeler Nation all across this big black and gold world, whether you're listening in America, Canada, Australia, Asia, Australia, New Zealand, obviously that is, Europe, Asia, Africa, wherever you're listening. If you're a fan of the Steelers, you're okay by me. I welcome you to my podcast talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nothing I love talking about more than my black and gold heroes, my Pittsburgh Steelers. So let's start off with Steelers news. What's going on in the Steelers universe at this moment in time? So this week on social media, there's been um, reports from Kendrick Green saying that he's working with former Steelers centre Marquis Pouncey. Um, Pouncey looked pretty good on social media, looked like he lost a lot of weight, um, working with Kendrick Green to improve Kendrick Green's centre play. Pouncey, who is one of the greatest centres in Steelers history, um, probably one of Ben's very much very favourites as well. Pouncey, who played for 11 years and wore the number 53 jersey, just like Kendrick Green is wearing the number 53 jersey. Um, Green has started working with Pouncey in an aid to develop his role as a centre for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We can only hope that the advice and the help that Marquis Pouncey is giving Kendrick Green helps Kendrick develop into the centre we all hope he can be. We, we all wanted him to be after the third round of the draft last year. Certainly if Kendrick Green can develop into that centre, into a Pouncey-like player, that would solve one of our major problems on the offensive line and take away a major draft and free agent need that we've got at this present moment in time, allowing us to address the tackles and the guards. Particularly that right guard position where Trey Turner is a free agent and likely not to have his contract renewed, uh, despite his desire to stay in Pittsburgh. Um, in other news, Frisman Jackson was um, appointed as a new wide receivers coach, uh, completely out of left field that a lot of us obviously were looking out for appointments of an outside linebackers coach or um, even a secondary coach. But Ike Hilliard um, didn't have his contract renewed and his contract obviously was up this year and, he just, and the Steelers decided not to renew his contract. Maybe something to do with the underperformance of the likes of Chase Claypool, for example, and the Steelers by receiver group probably not living up to the hype that it had at the start of this season. More of that later in this podcast. So Frisman Jackson comes in, former assistant with the Carolina Panthers, um, good NFL experience. Um, if you want to see his full career breakdown, have a look on my Facebook page, Britsburg, a voice from across the pond. I've broke that down, including his playing career on my page. Have a look at that. Um, more news. Our GM hunt continues. So it broke yesterday that the Pittsburgh Steelers were thinking of interviewing Lewis Riddick, the ESPN pundit. Uh, Lewis Riddick, um, who has worked previously in the NFL for a number of teams. Um, most notably, he worked between... Um, 2001-2004 as Washington's pro scout, then between 2005 and 2007 as, as Washington's director of pro personnel. He then went over to the Eagles in 2008 as their pro scout. In 2009, he was the Eagles assistant director of pro personnel. And then between 2010 and 2013, he was the Eagles director of pro personnel as well. Um, in his time with the Eagles, he drafted some notable high-quality players um, and put them in a position to be a successful franchise. 
So obviously there's reading social media, there's a lot of excitement around Lewis Riddick as a possibility as our new general manager, particularly if he was involved in some sort of triumvirate with Brandon Hunt and Omar Khan. That would give our front office a particularly formidable and attractive look um, around the NFL. So more of that hopefully to develop over time. Um, but certainly adding him to the other interviews that have already taken place, the three external candidates that have been interviewed, so Jojo Wooten, Dodds from the Colts, and I can't remember the guy's name, um, along with Omar Khan, Brandon Hunt. Also rumoured to be interview to be interviewing soon um, for the position of the vacant position of general manager is the Colts scouting director Morocco Brown who is also up for interviews, another candidate being talked about externally. Steelers clearly casting their net far and wide in their hunt for a new general manager. Um, obviously, the priority will be to get someone in place, particularly for after the draft, um, given, obviously, that um, Kevin Colbert will be in position until after the 2022 draft takes place in April. Um so they're the key bits of information here in Steeler Nation this week so far. Um, information developing out of the Steelers. Certainly in terms of those coordinator hires, the um, coordinator hire for the outside linebacker, for the um, secondary coach, if we're going to replace Terrell Austin as secondary coach and the GM, the Steelers are taking their time and doing their due diligence, their due diligence even, <laughs> hard to say. Um to decide who are the best possible candidates to take this franchise forward. Um, I think, obviously, we've just got to trust the process, trust those in the front offices, trust Darwin in the second, trust Mike Tomlin to get these appointments right for our team. Um, certainly in the past, they have not let us down, um, and hopefully that will continue long into the future. So, what else is going on now? Pittsburgh Steelers last season, going into the um, 2021 season, had a number of positions where we were considered having good strength in depth. The defensive line, which turned out perhaps not to be 100% accurate, and the wide receiver room, which, given the number of illnesses and injuries we had in the wide receiver room, was a blessing in disguise. So, I want to talk a little bit about the wide receivers going into 2022. Of our top-ranked wide receivers, we only have Deontay Johnson under contract and Chase Claypool under contract. As for the rest of them, James Washington is a free agent, Juju Smith-Schuster is a free agent, and Ray-Ray McLeod is also a free agent as well going into the 2022 season. This leaves the Steelers on an interesting dilemma. What should we do to continue to strengthen and continue to have our wide receiver room as strength of our franchise? Also, the fact that whoever comes in to play quarterback, whether that be Mason Rudolph, God help us, or a free agent veteran, or a rookie that we draft, they're going to need a good team of wide receivers to throw to. And it can't be left just to the likes of Chase Claypool and to Deontay Johnson. Although I'm sure the Steelers hoping that Frisman Jackson will have a positive impact on them as wide receivers this season. So, what are we going to do as in terms of wide receivers? So, obviously, um, in the past, we've done very, very well, well with our drafting on wide receivers. Kevin Colbert is known as a bit of a uh, wide receiver whisperer when it comes to getting getting, um, wide, getting wide receivers in the draft. 
obviously in 1974 we were very lucky that um, for this pre obviously call but we drafted lynn swan and john Storworth in that historic 74 draft where five players four that we drafted and one that we signed as an unrestricted free agent in donnie shell became hall of famers so since those days of lynn swan and john Storworth. 74 we've hit on a number of good quality wide receivers in the draft um i had a bit of research a bit of a breakdown into what is going on there and what happened what happened there so if we trace it back over the colbert era um 2020 we drafted chase claypool in the second round um obviously chase had um a bit of a slump in the number of touchdowns that he had but in terms of the number of yards and things like that there wasn't as much of a slump off as people may think um, and obviously people have had a bit of a down on Chase. I'll talk a bit more about Chase later. 2019, we drafted Deontay Johnson in the third round of the draft. Uh, Deontay, who was our leading receiver this year. 2018, we drafted James Washington. 2017, we drafted Juju Smith-Schuster. 2016, we drafted Demarcus Ayres in the seventh round. 2015, we drafted Sammy Coates in the third. 2014, we drafted Martavius Bryant in the fourth round. Then in 2013, we drafted two wide receivers, Marcus Wheaton in the third and Justin Brown in the sixth. 2012, we went on to draft, we drafted Tony Clemens in the seventh. 2010, we drafted Emmanuel Sanders in the third round. Emmanuel Sanders, who is still playing, obviously, uh, with the, currently with the Buffalo Bills. And in the sixth round, we drafted probably one of the best receivers in our history, despite what he has done since and the trouble he's caused and the fact that he's a bit of a fruit loop, Antonio Brown. In 2009, we drafted Mike Wallace in the third round. 2008, uh, we drafted Swede in the second round. 2007, we drafted a guy called Dallas Baker in the seventh round. 2006, Antonio Holmes in the first, Willie Reed in the third. 2003, Fred Gibson in the fourth. 2002, we drafted Anton Randall L in the second round. Him of the fantastic um, gadget play, the touchdown pass to Heinz Ward in the Super Bowl. Lee Mayo in the sixth round. 2001, we drafted Chris Taylor in the seventh. 2000 was Troy Edwards in the first round. Troy, sorry, Edwards in the first round. And 2000, Malcolm Johnson in the fifth round. Um, of all those wide receivers drafted, I think we could all agree that Antoine Randallels, Antonio Holmes, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster... Um, Emmanuel Sanders, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool have all been hits and been good drafts by Kevin Colbert. Obviously some board lines there with Mike Wallace, Martavius Bryant, who perhaps didn't go on to achieve the great things that we hoped they would, perhaps Mike Wallace suffering from the fact that Antonio Brown came into the franchise. Coates and Wheaton also, I think, described as borderline good talents for the Steelers. So certainly Kevin Colbert has a bit of a history there of drafting pretty good receivers so maybe we obviously we need to trust trust that process going into this year that the wide receiver room is something that we're going to need to address particularly if we don't re-sign one of james washington ray ray mcleod juju smith schuster um those currently uh, if you look at our current under contract depth we have dj with one year left Rumours coming out, obviously, that he wants 15 million to re-sign for the Steelers um, over five years, 15 million per year over five years. Chase Claypool, who has had a lot of criticism this year. And we've got Cody White, 
He's going as a bit part player. And then signed to futures and reserves contracts, we have Anthony Miller, Tyler Vaughan, Stephen Sims and Rico Bussey, who has caused a little bit of sensation among Steeler Nation. I know that a few people want to see um, Rico Bussey get out there and play. In terms of free agents, obviously, like I said to you, we've got James Washington, Ray Ray McLeod and Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, Ray Ray, um, who is obviously still our punt returner, and Juju Smith-Schuster, obviously, who is one of the um, leading figures in our wide receiver room. And as I've said in previous pods, Juju offers us things that no other wide receiver can offer. That leadership, the blocking, the ability to play as a slot or an outside. Um at this moment in time, I think it's highly doubtful that Juju will return, you know, given what he's been saying about free agency, his attraction to the Dallas Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a situation where we could face that Juju will walk away from the Steelers this offseason. James Washington, I think, also is unlikely to be re-signed to a new deal, um, given how sparingly and um, he was used this year, um, even at the times when we had high numbers of injuries and illnesses amongst our wide receiver group. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod obviously is a bit more open for debate whether we want to retain him, especially for his special teams production. Who knows? You know, if we look at the production of our wide receivers um, over the last couple of years, the ones that are under contract, um, Chase Claypool um, last year had... Um, he start, you know, he had 13 games. He started. He had um, 59 receptions for 860 yards. He had an average of 14.6 yards per ca- per catch. His longest was 59, and he scored two touchdowns. So obviously not a particularly bad average per catch at 14.6. Um, 59 receptions but that was down on the previous year um he started more games this year in 2020 and he started six games uh, whereas he had 62 receptions in 2020 so that's three more than he has had this year he had 873 yards so only 13 yards difference um which considering that everyone's regarding chase as having such a poor season this season um to be only 13 yards different from last season when um he was regarded as having a good season his average was 14.1 so very little difference there um, his longest was 84 yards which is a big difference there and he scored nine touchdowns that's where the big difference is for chase this year seven more touchdowns in 2020 to 2021 um for me chase is has great potential as a future a future top star for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's got the strength, he's got the speed, he's got the height. I think what we've got to hope is that Frisman Jackson, Matt um, Canada, can harness Chase's abilities and Chase's talents, and that Chase can get his head in the right place this year to become the wide receiver that we all hope that he can be. Um, I think of all our wide receiver group at this present moment in time, he is the one with the greatest potential to become the wide receiver one, given his talent, speed, strength and height. Um, I think what we need to do is just get behind Chase this Chase this year, give him his opportunity this year. I think talk of trading him away will be extremely foolish given the weakness in that wide receiver room that we have at this moment in time. You know, if you consider if you want to trade him away, okay, trade him away. But then that leaves you with a situation where you have just Deontay Johnson and Cody White in our starting um rotation with obviously those men players like Miller, Bussy and Vaughan and Sims in our on our reserve squad. And we put us in a position where we really need to go and get experienced free agents to replace him. Um which given the free agent market may be quite tough. 
uh, Deontay Johnson, um, or Deontay drops, and he was, he was called at the end of the season rather unfairly. He had fewer drops this season than the previous season, um, only five drops this season, as opposed to his high number of drops in 2020. Um, most of those drops came towards the end of the season. It seemed that when the weather got cold and the pressure got turned up, Deontay seemed to struggle a little bit more, which would therefore question his ability to become a wide receiver one, as it seems that when the pressure is turned up, perhaps does he um, perform um, as he should. Deontay, who had a career year last year, 107 receptions, tied fifth, uh, 1,161 yards, 10th uh, ranked in the NFL, eight touchdowns, tied 10th um, in the NFL, 10.9 average per catch, obviously a little bit under what Chase had per catch. That's um, a big difference from 2020 when Deontay um, had a 61% um, uh, reception rate 63% this year, so that was up. 88 um, receptions out of 144 targets in 2020. 923 yards, um, so obviously more yards this year. Average of 10.3, uh, 10.5, sorry, in 2020, so 0.4 more yards this year, and seven touchdowns in 2020, so one more touchdown this year. Um, much better figures from Deontay. Um, if you go back to 2019, Deontay Johnson had a 64% catch completion rate. He caught 59 out of 92 targets for 680 yards, and 11 and a half average, and five TDs. Um, so obviously, we've seen a development there in the um, development of Deontay Johnson. Um, his route running is very, very good. It is of the elite level. It's his hands uh, and perhaps a little bit and his mentality that he needs to sort out. Again, something for our new wide receivers coach and Matt Canada going into the new season in 2022. Um, certainly, I've got high hopes for Deontay and Chase this year. I think in Deontay and Chase, we have two of the potentially best receivers in the AFC. Um, we certainly need people of that talent to compete with the likes of Jamar Chase, Jarvis Landry, Tyreek Hill, uh, Stefan Diggs and other high quality performing uh, wide receivers in the AFC. Um, obviously, relating back to what I said the other day in my QB pod, we need some, obviously someone to get them the ball. And that's going to be a major thing for the Steelers to address this offseason. Um, those still in the recept in the rotation, like I talked about, Cody White. Cody White had a very um, limited use last year. He was five of six, um, five receptions on six targets for 33 yards, with an average of 6.6 yards per catch and zero TDs. Ray Ray was 39 catches on a 66 uh, targets for 277 yards, with an average of 7.1 and no touchdowns. The previous year. Ray Ray was 20 of 22 for 77 yards, 3.8 average, and zero TDs. Uh, a slightly alarming fact about Ray Ray McLeod as a receiver, you know, obviously Ray Ray does what he does as a punt returner, as a kick returner, and that could be at a debate for another day, his role on special teams. But in terms of his role as a wide receiver, you know, I think at the moment you're looking at if he was re-signed, he'd be our wide receiver three behind Deontay and Chase. And we'd get a you know, number of uh, targets and number of snaps in that slot position. So this is a statistic to think about. Ray Ray McLeod has never, ever caught a touchdown pass in his Steelers career. Let's let that resonate for a minute. In all those targets... In all those catches that Ray Ray's had, you know, 88 targets, 59 catches. 
he has never ever once caught a touchdown pass from a Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback in the regular season. Zero, none, nada, nothing. So do you really want to go into a new season where our third choice wide receiver has had no touchdown catches? Something to think about there as regards Ray Ray. And as those of you who listened to my previous pod, you know that I'm not a Ray Ray McLeod fan. Um, and I'd be quite happy to see him go in this um, close this season, this off season. I think there's players that can do just as well as he can do as a punt returner and a kick returner. You know, Deontay Johnson, I think, can. Rico Bussey um, certainly can. James Pierre is another option there as well. So what do we do in terms of strengthening our wide receiver room? Do we turn to the free agents? Do we turn to the rookie market? What do we do um, when it comes to doing that? Is I think this year the wide receiver has become position of need particularly if we're not going to re-sign Juju not going to re-sign James Washington and we can't rely on Ray McLeod as a top wide receiver so I did a little bit of a look into the top free agents so the top free agents obviously the biggest top free agent um, is Devontae Adams out of Green Bay Packers Um, the only issue obviously there is that Devontae Adams obviously wants to be paid as a wide receiver one um, and do we really want to be spending the majority of our cap on a wide receiver, given the fact we have fundamental needs on the offensive line, the defensive line, and at cornerback? Um, you know, obviously, no doubting the talent that Devontae Adams has. Um, he wants to be the highest paid receiver. Uh, you know, that you're projecting somewhere in the region of £23.25 million per year over four year, uh, a year and a four-year contract. That's a huge amount of our cap. You know, our cap code sits at 33 million. Obviously, um, you know, that could be expanded to around about 60 million if we make contract restructures and cut certain players who aren't pulling their weight. But still, 23.25 million will be a major chunk to put on a wide receiver given the needs on our O line. Uh, Chris Godwin of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, another one who is also available. Um, he was unable to agree a multi-year deal with Tampa Bay last uh, stop for the start of the 2021 season. Again, though, he would cost a large amount of money, around about 17.5 million a season, and looking for a four-year contract. That's quite a large amount of our cap space to take up. Mike Williams, also the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, he's again projected another four years. For your contract, looking for 17 million a year, probably a little bit too much again to be speculating. Alan Robinson of the Chicago Bears didn't have the best 2021. Um, Robinson, obviously, though, has the reputation as being a good wide receiver, gets separation, has speed, and is good on the outside. Uh, Robinson would be looking for somewhere around about 16 million now over three years. Do you want to be spending up to nearly half of what we've obviously got um, in cap space on a wide receiver, given the fact that we've got to obviously renew Minka? Uh, number five, Michael Gallup for the Dallas Cowboys. Missed much of the first half of the season through injury. Uh, finished the season with 35 receptions, 445 yards and two TDs. He'd be looking for somewhere around about a four-year deal at 13.75 million. Again, a pretty large amount of money. Uh, also, OBJ is out of contract with the LA Rams. Obviously, a lot depends around what the Rams do in the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, here, as, as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I said to be rooting for the LA Rams. Cannot stand the, the Bungles. Do not want to see the Bungles win. How any Steelers fan um, can root for the Bungles is absolutely beyond me. Uh, OBJ will be looking for about $14 million a year. Christian, Christian Kirk, another one, um, is a fundamentally good slot receiver he took 77 percent of his snaps last season in the slot um 
He's five foot eleven. He's a two hundred pound slot receiver. He would be obviously would be someone who they may look would be, if they were going to go and trade for, uh, get him on free agency would be a replacement for Juju. Uh, he's looking for someone about three year contract at eleven point six seven million pound a year, a million dollars a year. Sorry, <sighs> sorry, UK money there when you're actually thinking in dollars. Uh, DJ Chuck. Chark of the uh, Jacksonville, thirteen point three three million over uh, three year contract. Another one there, uh, Will Fuller the fifth. Don't worry, he's the fifth when he's there's no other Will Fuller's played. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, he's been looking for about ten million a year. So those top few wide receivers there looking for an awful lot of money. Uh, we've got Jamison Crowder who's probably looking for about four and a half million a year. Um, a decent one, I think, is an outside bet. Um, not looking for particularly a large amount of money in um, comparison to the other top free agencies. Marquez Valdez Scantling, who Aaron Rodgers used quite frequently as a target, a reliable target. He'd be like, probably looking for somewhere about eight million a year over th- for a three-year contract. Sammy Watkins, the veteran, two years at six million a year, maybe. Obviously, AJ Green is another one who'd be looking for another contract. So there are free agent options. Uh, maybe you like one of those, but obviously the, the issue around our free agent options is some of those top free agents are asking for a lot of money. And given the Steelers' needs at O line, D line, cornerback, and at quarterback, it could be a major issue in terms of paying those guys a large amount of money. Certainly towards the bottom of those for that free agent, um, Charles Axel Crowder, Valdez Scantling, Sammy Watkins, AJ Green, uh, Fuller for slightly less money maybe it's a situation where we go and we you know we look at one of those guys to replace what we've got now to help to add to our depth chart now the other obviously possibility is to go to the rookie market to look at those rookies that are coming up in this 2022 draft class Uh, there are some decent uh, draft prospects uh, so Traylon Burks of Arkansas, um, he's six foot three, two hundred twenty-five pounds. He's athletic. He's described as having excellent hands. He just needs to refine his route running. So that's one possibility. Drake London, who has been very highly thought of and has been targeted um, in mock drafts to a number of teams in the early stages. He's six foot five, two hundred and ten pounds, um, very much in the same sort of mold as a. Uh, Chase Claypool, he's out of USC. He's a good route runner. He route runner, sorry. He's speedy. He's got a good flow to his action, um, and would be a decent pick, but may well be gone before the Steelers come to pick at twenty. And would the Steelers really want to spend a first round draft pick on a wide receiver, given the needs at other positions? Uh, then we've got Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. Um, his separation is good. His route running is good. He's very athletic, and would be a good option as a wide receiver. Uh, Jameson Williams of Alabama, obviously coming out of Bama, he's got to be a decent uh, wide receiver and had a good education and a good schooling at Alabama underneath the coaching of Nick Saban, um, particularly you know when he's been had the likes of Bryce Young throwing to him. He's explosive, he's athletic, he's a good deep threat, he's very quick. Something the Steelers have obviously been lacking this year. That deep threat and that speedy deep threat on the long ball. I think that's something that the Matt Canada offense needs to develop going forward. Um, you know, having that deep ball in their arm. Obviously, Ben's arm had gone a little bit towards the end of this season and throughout, well, to be honest with you, throughout the 2021 season. And we'd be looking for whoever comes in at quarterback one this year for the 2022 season to be able to throw that deep ball, deep ball to stretch the defense, put them on their back foot. Um, someone like um, a Jameson Williams would be a good bet, therefore. 
for to bring in George Pickens of Georgia Tech. Uh, all the upside in the world apparently has had injuries though, uh, ACL injury, knee injuries, uh, which obviously may count against him going into the draft. He's athletic, he's got good hands though. So again, another option there at uh, wide receiver. Trey Turner, no, not the guard. Uh, Virginia Tech, another one who is uh, a good prospect. Chris Olav, again, who has been projected high in a number of mock drafts. Um, then we've got one of my favorites, Jahan Dotson um, out of Penn State. Um, you know, having as a college fan of Penn State, um, you know, I've seen Jahan Dotson play a number of times this year. He's very good in special teams. He is a very good wide receiver. He's quick. He's good, good hands, good, good coordination. He runs routes well. He's a good deep threat. Um, Jahan Dotson, I think, maybe around in the second round, in the second round, maybe a good second round pick or even possibly a third round pick. Uh, Taquan Thornton is another one of Baylor as a very late round pick. I think he's ranked about 217 on the draft big board at the moment. He is described as being lightning fast and with a bit of work could become a high quality wide receiver. Um, so obviously there's options there around the free agent market and around the rookie market. Uh, the Steelers obviously got some important decisions to make there to find out who they need to do to add to that depth chart. But certainly looking at um, our current position, we need to add to that depth chart. We need to add another wide receiver, wide receivers. And whether that is a free agent, someone like a Jameson Crowder or Valdez Scantling um, into the, into the uh, rotation along with another rookie. That'd be a Jameson Williams, Taquan Thornton, or whoever that is, to develop that that uh, rotation a little bit more. We certainly need to give whoever the quarterback one is the weapons and the arm armaments to go after our AFC North rivals and our AFC rivals. Obviously, the benefits um, they have Pat Freyamuth, and obviously we want to see a a greater role for Pat in this coming year, given how good Pat is in the red zone and how good he is at fighting for those extra yards and. We could, you know, using Pat over the middle to really develop our offense. Zach Gentry, another one who has played well this season, and obviously I'd be looking forward to seeing being used a lot more in the 2022 season. So you're not forgetting as well Najee Harris, who um, I think had about over 400 yards receiving this year, and very good at the backfield for those check down and short yardage passes. So, you know, there's a few decent options there already, so we really need to go and add to that, though, I feel. Um, looking at those options that I outlined as free agents and as draft prospects. The draft class at wide receiver is certainly a deep one and certainly something the Pittsburgh Steelers will need to look at. And given Kevin Colbert's um, ability to draft wide receivers and the number of hits he's had in the past, obviously we can be very optimistic about the future when it comes to wide receivers. Um, so obviously, you know, wide receiver is a position. How high you rate that as a position of need, obviously, that is open for debate. Um, personally, I would at the moment rate that um, below offensive line, defensive line, and um, cornerback. Uh, you know, more of that in later pods to come. You know, I'll be talking about the offensive line, the def defensive line, and the cornerbacks out there in the current draft. Um, and also in the current free agent market. So that's one I just wanted to touch on today in terms of wide receivers. Um, obviously the off season continues, uh, lots of decisions still to make for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, as a franchise, obviously we're doing our due diligence 
do diligence having a real problem with that tonight <laughs> um, and we're looking at who are the best possible candidates to replace those that have left or those that have moved on or those that have moved up um, you know you can have your own views on whether you want to recruit externally or internally uh, you know obviously you hear the typical moaning Steelers fans the moment that we have an appointment internally it's a typical oh we always import internally we've got no ambition doing everything on the cheap you know I think you just have to trust the process you know we are a franchise that is used to winning a franchise that has been used to winning the last 15 seasons uh, no losing records in those last 15 seasons so you know obviously we're not doing things too badly uh, Art Rooney II obviously is desperate to win, as is Mike Tomlin. I think we just need to trust those guys to make the right decision when it comes to the new outside linebackers coach, the new secondary coach, the new offensive line coach, and in terms of the new general manager. I mean, obviously Tomlin's going to have an input on who the next general manager is going to be because he is the man who needs to work with him um, in terms of drafting and free agency as they look to build a winning franchise moving forward. Um, so that's all I have for today I uh, hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast remember feel please feel free to hit me up on Twitter at eSteelerNation Britsburg Owen or go to Facebook at Britsburg Owen David send me a friend request if you're a member of Steeler Nation or join or ask to join my um, Facebook group Britsburg a voice from across the pond there's also my Instagram page Britsburg Owen or my uh, YouTube channel Britsburg a voice from across the pond working hard to build this UK based Pittsburgh Steeler media platform to talk about the thing that I love to talk about most my beloved Pittsburgh Steelers so anyway thank you for listening um hope you've enjoyed the content today if you've got any feedback please feel free to drop me um, a tweet a message uh, comment on Instagram Thank you so much for listening, and let's finish this up as we always finish this up with, here we go Steelers! <laughs>